Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. In وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون 
يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اعاذنا الله واياكم منها اجمعين اما بعد dear brothers and sisters we stated last week that the seerah or the life story of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam presents us with a holistic blueprint of every possible state and condition the ummah can experience the seerah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam his life story and with it the story of his companions mirrors personalities situations and patterns of human behavior that will repeat time and again until the end of time and we reflected last week on the first part of the 49th chapter of the quran surah al-hujurat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents us with universal principles of social as well as personal development. And we said that this chapter, Surah Al-Hujurat, is absolutely critical, understanding it is absolutely critical for any individual or community. And in the very first part of this chapter, in the first two verses, Allah Ta'ala addresses the Ummah, addressing them with Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe. He addresses the believers telling them that they must not put themselves forward before Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And He tells them that they must not raise their voices above the voice of the Prophet or call out to him like they call out to each other. So this chapter, dear brothers and sisters, which gives us the blueprint for a healthy society and a healthy community, begins by instructing us to have adab, etiquette, and proper manners with the Prophet Sallallahu and that is because he is the center of gravity for our community. And he is the axis of community. However, adab with the Prophet ﷺ is not enough for establishing a stable and healthy society. It is the foundation. It is the bedrock. But adab, proper manners and etiquette, must also extend to how we are with other people. And we see this in the next verse where Allah addresses the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, 
إن جاءكم فاسق بنبأ فتبينوا أن تصيبوا قوما بجهالة فتصبحوا على ما فعلتم نادمين He says, O oh you who believe, O oh you who have believed, who have iman, if a fasiq, a corrupt person or an open sinner, comes to you with any news, verify it, lest you attack a group of people unwittingly and later come to regret what you did. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse uses the word fasiq. And the word fasiq can be translated as a corrupt person or an open sinner. It is the opposite of one who is adil, one who is upright and just. And the fasiq is one who has deviated from the norm of moral behavior, who has left the boundaries of morality and some aspects of their life. Now some of the ulama, some of the scholars who have commented on this verse say that the fasiq here refers to the habitual liar, while others say that the fasiq in this verse refers to anyone who sins openly without shame. And like the previous verses, dear brothers and sisters, this verse too has a story behind it. The sababun nuzul, or the occasion for its revelation. What was going on before the ayah was revealed? And it is mentioned in the hadith that there were certain circumstances before this ayah was revealed. There was a sahabi, a companion by the name of Al-Walid ibn Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt. He is the son of Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayt, who was an enemy of the Prophet. But he converted to Islam. And it is mentioned that he was sent by the Prophet to the distant tribe of Banu Mustadiq in order to act as a representative of the Prophet to collect the zakat to collect the zakat money. So he went out to Banu Mustaliq and in their excitement, waiting to receive this companion of the Prophet they came out in crowds and they rode out to meet him. But when Walid saw them at a distance, Shaytan planted some suspicion in his heart about their motives. And he began to suspect that they had actually come out to kill him. And the reason why he had this thought is because before Islam, there was some enmity between him and the people of Banu Mustaliq. There was some past drama. So because of this, he felt maybe they're coming out to attack him. So what did he do? He turned around and he beat a hasty retreat, rushing back to Medina. And when he gets back to Medina, returning to the Prophet ﷺ, he told him, based on his own assumptions, that the tribe has left Islam and refused to give zakat. Now this angered the Prophet ﷺ, and it angered the community. But while the Prophet ﷺ was deliberating 
in deciding what he's going to do, a group from that very same tribe arrived at Zuhur time. They traveled all the way from their area to Medina to see the Prophet And when they came before him, they said, we seek refuge in Allah from his anger and the anger of his messenger. And they explained that they had gone out excitedly, waiting to eagerly receive this companion who was coming to collect the zakat. But after they saw him turn around and quickly run away, they began to fear that maybe they had done something wrong. Maybe they did something that earned the anger of Allah and his messenger. And so they came to Medina to investigate what had happened. And they remained sitting with the Prophet ﷺ from Dhuhr until Asr time. And it was Asr time when Allah Ta'ala revealed this verse addressing all of the believers. Ya amanu O you who believe, if a fasiq comes to you with news, any news, verify it. Dear brothers and sisters, we see that this verse is speaking about that incident, warning of the possible outcome that could have come from the act of Al-Walid ibn Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyid. Now he is a Sahabi, he is a companion, and the companions are Udul, they are just and have integrity. So what is emphasized in the verse is the danger of rushing to a conclusion and then passing it on as if it is fact, when in fact it's unverified. Dear brothers and sisters, this verse is pertinent and relevant to every single one of us. Spreading rumors, spreading gossip, disseminating fake information, all of this is incredibly dangerous on an individual and communal level. Spreading gossip, spreading fake news, Spreading rumors destroys reputations, it breaks down relationships, and it can cause upheaval in a society. Now what is noteworthy is that in the Arabic language, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In fasiqun fatabayyanu. Allah ta'ala uses the word fasiq and the word naba, both of which are indefinite. Nakira as the usuli say, Allah Ta'ala does not say any particular news. He says, if a corrupt person, fasiqun, any fasiq, any corrupt person, any sinful person comes to you with any news, naba'in, then you are to verify. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala does not tell us that if a sinful person comes to us with news, we have to reject it outright. Rather, he tells us that we have to verify, we have to investigate, because there is the possibility that the news is true, even if the vessel communicating the news is not 100% upright. A fasiq can be truthful, and perhaps their sinfulness is in some other area of their life and not in telling lies. Nevertheless, we're not to embrace it wholeheartedly. Allah instructs us that we have to be nuanced in our analysis of people and verify the information.
Why should we investigate? Why should we verify? Allah answers that question in the very same verse. أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا In case you harm a people or attack a people بِجَهَالَةٍ Unwittingly, out of ignorance and later you come to regret what you have done أَن تُصِيبُوا For fear or in case of you harming people بِجَهَالًا Out of ignorance جَهَالًا Ignorance here is the opposite of ilm, that you harm a people out of ignorance or lacking knowledge or lacking forbearance or foresight or the ability to think things through and deliberate before you act. So this verse is teaching us, dear brothers and sisters, that we have to avoid those things that will later cause us to regret. أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ To avoid the things that will cause us regret later on. It is very subtle. You have to explore and understand the depth of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say فَتَصِيرُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ That you become regretful over what you did. He says, فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ That literally means lest you wake up in the morning regretting what you did. Now, in the Arabic language, فَتُصْبِحُوا is from أَصْبَحَ يُصْبِحُوا from أَخَوَاتْ of كَانَ which in Arabic indicates سَيْرُورَ something happening or becoming. But there's a subtlety here, dear brothers and sisters. The ulama tell us that we have to reflect on this subtlety. Why does Allah use the word for entering the morning? Why? They say because the greatest regret is the regret you discover when you discover something bad the moment you wake up and are fresh. That is worse than finding out about it through the day as you're awake and going through your life. The worst regret is that regret or that pain or anguish you feel from bad news that comes to you first thing in the morning, just as you get up and you're about to start your day. Have you ever gone to sleep at night, nice and calm, sleeping soundly, and then you wake up to a very disturbing text message? It feels worse when that's the first thing you see in the morning. It's easier to handle bad news when you're already awake and going through the day. But when that's the first thing that comes to you in the morning, it hurts more. And Allah Ta'ala uses that exact same verb. Do not take the information of people and run with it if they are open sinners before you verify what they are saying. Because if you don't, if you take their information without verifying, you might hurt people, not deliberately hurting them out of malice but you may hurt them unwittingly, and then you come to severely regret what you did. So this verse, dear brothers and sisters, is addressing the entire community, each and every one of us, and is guiding us to noble character, teaching us that we have to be intelligent. We have to verify information. We have to deliberate over the news that comes to us. We should not be people who are quick to rush to judgment about things. 
And this is for the sake of securing the unity of the community. Now today, we see how relevant this verse is. And it's always been relevant. But today we see how relevant it is as we are bombarded with information. Computers, smartphones, social media, all of these things provide us with so much information. In fact, we're suffering from information overload. These tools, dear brothers and sisters, can also be highly destructive through bringing us disinformation, misinformation, and even the weaponization of technology. So like any tool, information technologies can be and are used for evil purposes. They spread lies around the world in a blink of an eye. They incite panic. They incite mob rage with fake news, with hope text messages, even altering the course of nations and entire societies. And it is for this reason, dear brothers and sisters, that if we're going to implement this ayah, if we're going to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse, we have to master the ability to sift through information and distinguish between what is sound and unsound. And this is called information literacy. This ayah commands us to verify. فَتَبَيَّنُوا To verify the information. And verification is a skill set. Verification is a skill that has to be developed. We have to develop our logic. We have to develop our critical thinking skills. We have to develop information literacy, the ability to verify claims, the ability to fact check, so that we're not jumping to conclusions and sharing spam and fake news on email chains or on WhatsApp groups recognizing that these things, when shared, without verification, can be hurtful. These things can be hurtful. Hurtful to people who may be slandered as a result of what we share. Hurtful to us, because they make us look foolish and desperate. I'll give you an old example of this. How many of you have heard that when the astronaut Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, he heard the Adhan on the moon. Many of you have heard this. This is one of the urban legends spread around the entire Ummah across cultures and languages. So many people have heard this. But it's fake news. It's not real. It didn't happen. So these are the kinds of things that when we take them and share them, they make us look silly. They make us look desperate. So they're hurtful to us as well. They're hurtful because they can also be poor medical advice. How many times do we get messages saying, drink honey and lemon for your diabetes, or this or that? The last thing you should tell a diabetic person is to ingest lots of honey. It's the last thing you should tell them, to take more sugar. But we take medical advice like this on WhatsApp messages and share them without realizing that that may actually be hurtful to someone who just takes it and applies it without verification. And it is hurtful to us to share fake news because in that fake news, narratives are pushed by people who do not have our best interests at heart. 
So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people who apply this ayah, فَتَبَيَّنُوا To make us people of tabayyun, those who verify claims, those who fact-checked. To make us people of tathabbut, of verification and deliberation. May He grant us intelligence and information literacy so that we contribute light to the world and so that we're not spreading and sharing darkness unwittingly, coming to regret what we have done. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardah. والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان المتلازمان على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وبعد. Dear brothers and sisters, Allah Taala has issued a very stern warning against passing along information without verification. Likewise, the Messenger of Allah, Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, has warned us. It is related by Imam Muslim from Hafs ibn Asim, who said, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كَفَى بِالْمَرْءِ كَذِبًا أَنْ يُحَدِّثَ بِكُلِّ مَا سَمِعَ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ He said, it is enough for a person to be considered a liar that they share or spread everything that they hear. It is enough for a person to be considered a liar that they simply share everything that comes their way. What does this hadith mean, dear brothers and sisters? We go to the words of the great scholar in polymath, Al-Imam Al-Nawawi, Rahimahullah who mentions in his commentary on Sahih Muslim about this hadith. He says, usually a person hears both truth and lies. Think about what we hear day in and day out. Some things we hear are true, some, thing we, some things we hear are lies. Usually a person hears both truth and lies. So if he speaks of everything that he hears, he is lying by telling of things that did not happen and lying by speaking of something other than the way it truly happened. And he does not have to do that deliberately in order to be one who is telling lies. If we know that we are bombarded with both truth and falsehood through the various means of communication and then we share everything that comes our way as if it's truth, we are partaking in the sharing of lies because we all know that a lot of what comes our way isn't exactly true. So we have to verify. Then the very first khutbah, we mention the circumstance behind the revelation of this ayah. This ayah in Surah Al-Hujurat was revealed concerning the story of Al-Walid ibn Uqba ibn Abi Mu'ayyad radiyallahu anhu. But we see there are other incidents in the life of the Prophet ﷺ and the community that show us the seriousness of spreading rumors and fake news. We can go back to the early days in the Meccan period 
when many of the Sahaba migrated from Mecca to Abyssinia. Living there in Abyssinia, in a Christian country, they were living in safety and protection. But while they were living there in safety and protection, a rumor spread among them that the idol worshippers of Mecca, that city that they migrated from, those idol worshippers had actually embraced Islam in mass. And this rumor traveled all the way to Abyssinia, across the Red Sea, reaching them. And they had no idea that it was fake news. And so what did they do? They boarded a ship, they sailed back to Arabia, made their way back to Mecca, thinking that now it's safe to return home. And when they got home, they found that it was fake news. It was just a rumor, and they were subjected to an increase in persecution, even more than they had experienced before they went to Abyssinia, all because of false rumors. We go later in the life of the Prophet ﷺ and the Ummah to the battle of Uhud. And in that battle between truth and falsehood, we know that Mus'ab ibn Umayr was killed. And because of his resemblance to the Prophet ﷺ, a rumor spread that it was in fact the Prophet ﷺ who had been killed. And when this rumor spread, many of the people there at the battle withdrew, all because of a rumor. Some of them fled back to Medina and some stopped fighting, all because of a rumor. We go after the battle of Uhud and we see the damages of fake news. There was a rumor of an incident, and we know this incident as Hadithatul Ifk, where the pure and innocent wife of the Prophet Sayyidah Aisha was accused of immorality. And this was based on a false rumor. And it led to great distress felt by not just her, but by the Prophet and the entire Muslim community. All of that was because of rumors that were unchecked and spread unwittingly by Muslims. So what is the proper way of dealing with news and information? What is the proper way outlined in the Sharia, our sacred law, for dealing with news? There's many ways, but we'll look at a few in brief. Number one is deliberation, taking our time. Not jumping to spread information without verifying. The Prophet ﷺ says, that deliberation, taking your time, is from Allah and haste is from the devil. Haste, rushing through things, is from the devil. So take your time. Just because it appeared in a message doesn't mean you have to share it to everyone you know automatically. Take your time. Verify it. So that comes to the next stage. Actually verifying and checking what we receive. Our religion, our deen, puts a great deal of emphasis on tahqiq, the verification and management of knowledge. And this is why our scholars have gone to great lengths in the science of hadith, in the creditation and discreditation of hadith narrators. The great Imam Muslim mentions in his muqaddimah, his introduction to his sahih, 
Al-Isnadu min din The chain of transmission is part of the religion and narrations are only accepted from the trustworthy. So we have to verify, where is this coming from? Is it truthful? Are these people reliable? Can it be taken and shared or is it fake news? We have to develop information literacy. That means learning how to learn, how to fact check, how to assess claims. That means learning logic and critical thinking. It means learning also about our biases. Because oftentimes we share things that we already agree with, and that's why we share them. Because they already confirm what we think to be true. But if only we dig further, we may realize that although it confirms what we think to be true, that actual incident is not true. And I'll give you an example of this and how this plays out in real life. And subhanAllah, this happened just yesterday. Just yesterday, someone shared with me a news article. And in this news article, it said that a particular politician in a Muslim-majority country had said that the Muslims should apologize to the Jews for what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did to Banu Qurayza. A'udhu billahi min thalik. Hashahu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is kufr, to ascribe error, to say that he was unjust to anyone. This is disbelief. This would take someone outside of the fold of Islam. And this politician is not necessarily a good guy. Now, someone can share that with you and you already don't like this person. And if you don't verify it, you may think what? This person said that, a'udhu billah, this person is a kafir, murtad, he's outside of the religion. So someone shared this with me, and it was very shocking. But before sharing it with anyone, I said, let me verify this. So I checked the source. Who's, what site is sharing this? What, what media agency is sharing this article? Who are they? Are they trustworthy? It turns out they share lots of fake news. And when I dug deeper, I found that this had even reached the politician himself, who said, A'udhu Billah, I never said such a thing, that's horrible. He publicly decried this fake news that was ascribing this statement to him, something he never said. Now, imagine someone shares that with you. You get a link in your WhatsApp, you, cl you click the link, you read this article about someone saying something so ugly, but you don't verify it. Maybe you say, Ah, Fulan, Hada Kafir, Hada Murtad, A'udhu Billah. You say this person is outside of the religion. And by doing so, you have actually committed a great crime because you didn't verify it. It turns out you are throwing someone outside of the religion who never even said that. And now you've committed a great crime against that person. You have wronged them. And when, what are you going to do when you find out it was fake news? Allah tells us what's going to happen. أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ دَادِمِينَ You will come in the morning regretting what you've done. You will regret it. Dear brothers and sisters, we put high value on true knowledge. And true knowledge is to understand something the way it actually is. 
fi nafs al-amr in reality based on the premise that we have access to objective truth that's ilm that's knowledge but akhbar news information this consists of reports news stories which could be true or could be false they could be liable to misinterpretation misrepresentation and outright forgery and when information that we receive is false or misleading we call that misinformation when that information is deliberately falsified to obscure the truth it's called disinformation and when that is applied to states and armies and societies collectively that is called information warfare and how often are we victim of information warfare there is a possibility that a person can have access to all sorts of misinformation disinformation creating in them the illusion of knowledge when in fact it is complete ignorance jahala so we have to be very cautious dear brothers and sisters and what we read what we consume and most importantly what we share with others beware of the misinformation that comes your way through chain emails and spam text messages and messages in whatsapp groups fake news articles all of which are plentiful in the online environment in which come our way every single day by acquiring the skill of information literacy we protect ourselves we protect our families and we protect our communities from disinformation from scam artists from fake news and other sources of deceit but most importantly by information literacy we protect our souls we protect our souls from earning the sin of complicity in the worldwide propagation of false narratives fraud and lies may allah make us people of tathabbut and tabayyun people of verification of fact checking may allah not make us of those who just spread fake news and rumors may allah give us that intelligence and that rationality and that ability to sort truth from falsehood allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna ittiba'a wa arina al-batila batilan warzuqna ijtinaba as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us to say oh allah show me truth as truth and enable me to follow it and show me falsehood as falsehood and enable me to stay away from it ameen rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab an-nar allahumma salli ala sayidina muhammadin abdika wa rasulika an-nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman kathira biqadri azamati dhatika fi kulli waqtin wa hin سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله